Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of 10-Minute Discipleship. Here at 10-Minute Discipleship, we aim to give you bite-sized chunks of discipleship that hopefully the Lord Jesus can use to bless you in Jesus' name. So on today's episode, what we're going to be talking about is I want to look at what does it being one in Christ really look like in life. What we're going to be talking about um, in today's episode, in today's podcast, is God has a lot of practical, real-world, living-it-out kind of things we can do as Christians to be one in Christ. We're actually going to be in Philippians 2, 1 through 5. So if you have your Bible, your Bible app, go ahead and get to Philippians 2, and we're going to be in those first five verses of the Bible. But again, what we're aiming to do today in today's episode with episode eight is we wanna have us walk away with some practical steps on how God has called us and how he's asking us to live out and be more one in Christ-like in our everyday life. So we're gonna start out and read Philippians one verses one, excuse me, Philippians two verses one through two. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. You know, when I think of my own life and my own walk with God, so many times there's this tension between being a Christian and living in the real world. Because as Christians, we know who God has called us to be. We know how he's called us to think, we know how he's called us to act, and there's this tension on how we actually live our life because we still have sin within us and how God has called us and what he's going to eventually make us into, right? So, you know, I'm reminded in these verses that this is a walk, right? It's not a, it's, it's not a sprint. I mean, it's not even a, um, a long-term running. It's a walking with God. And that idea of walking really looks to being patient, right? It's a long process. It's a journey that is over your whole life. And the very beginning where Paul brings us here in these scriptures is he brings us into the remembrance of who we are in Jesus. And he talks about all the encouragement. He reminds your soul of all the richness and goodness that comes only from being united with Christ, right? The encouragement from being with him. It talks about the comfort that we get from God's love, from our life, right? He talked about the common sharing of the spirit. And that word spirit is the Holy Spirit who God gives to those who believe. He talks about joy and then really the entire part of our episode, the, the biggest part of it is right there in verse two when he says to be like-minded, right? 
What if being united with Christ looked like having the same kind of attitude, the same kind of outlook, and the same kind of desires, and the same kind of thought life that Jesus had? When you think of your own life and you think of your own walk, and you look at all those areas of your life, your attitude, your set ways of feelings, and, um, and, and, your, and your set way of thinking, how, how does that match up? To Christ? How does that look in your life? How does it look in my life? One of the encouraging things for me as I was going through these scriptures is I know how far I fall short of the glory of God, right? But God says something profound in 1 Corinthians 6, 17. He says, but whoever is united to the Lord is one with him in spirit. When we believe and the Holy Spirit seals us to salvation and he comes to indwell us in our soul, we become united, much like God has shown us being united in marriage. So I want to get to the end of that second verse where it says to be like-minded to Christ. The idea here in the Greek, the Greek word is heis. And what it's really talking about is not only one in mind, but one in purpose. Um, it's not only one in the same, but it's meaning there's no variance in it. So who is, who is, call, or who is Paul calling us to be like in mind likeness? He's calling us to be like Christ. And is there any difference between how you live versus how Christ lived. So the Bible is very clear that we are a work in progress. We don't walk this Christian life alone. God says in Philippians 2.13, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So this idea of oneness in Christ, right? The idea of having the same attitude, the same outlook, the same spirit, the same love, the same compassion is a lifelong process that you've heard many times about sanctification, how God is making us more and more like Jesus. So Paul's reminding us of all of this goodness that we have living in and through and for Jesus. And then he's going to talk about something that is a pillar of our faith. It's foundational to our faith. And it has to do not only with us being united with Christ, but how Christ had not only shown us how he thought, but how he lived his life. So we're going to go down in these next verses. We're going to read Philippians 2, 3 through 5 to finish up the scriptures that we're going to go over today. Do nothing. This is Philippians 2, verses 3 through 5. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. And that vain conceit really means empty pride. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or empty pride. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ. Humility. 
right here in verse 3. This is the very definition of what it means to be humble. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Do nothing from your selfish pride, your selfish desires, the things that all you want to do is exalt yourself. It says, but rather value others. Look at them, look at the other people in your life, and put their interests and their needs above your own. Our default mode, as we're all aware as Christians, is for selfishness. Christ is calling us to something else, right? You know, when I know when I'm actually applying this in my life, that being humble is exhausting. It is absolutely exhausting because you're serving other people. You're constantly thinking of others. And when I've tried to live this out wholeheartedly with all sincerity in my heart, it's exhausting. And yet this is what Christ is calling us to. What I can also say in all of my, um, when I am humble, when I'm actually living it out, what seems so often as sacrifice on the back end has been shown to me to be something worth so much greater than what we're giving up. What does being humble like Jesus look like for you in your life? How can we have the same oneness of mind as Christ had? This is foundational. As I said before, what if being one in Christ meant we had the same attitude, the same thought life, the same kind of way we love. How did Christ love? He loved sacrificially. How did Christ think? He always thought of others. He brought them into his world. He went out of his way to show compassion and caring to other people. And in, in those conversations, he went right to the heart of what they needed most. So as we're looking at what it means to be one in Christ and how we can actually live that out, first and foremost, one of the most foundational parts of that is to understand what humility looks like. And Paul takes us from a place because he says, you are, if you are one in Christ, you're going to have, something is going to be different about you. You're going to be encouraged in the spirit, right? You're going to have the kind of love that you see from God that only comes through knowing him through Jesus and your salvation. You're going to have a sharing of his Holy Spirit and all the blessings and all the gifts that his spirit, who's now one with you, as the scripture said, are blessing you in your life. So he's saying something should be different about you. And then it's, he's bringing us to that cornerstone of Christ-like thinking, which is all about humility putting others before ourselves, which is absolutely counter to what your sin nature is telling you. It's counter to what our own culture here in the United States is telling you. And it's, it's absolutely counter to what the enemy of your souls, Satan, is trying to tempt you with. What if being like and united to Jesus was seeking to be more like him. Having God work in you and also you putting forth your own effort to be like him, to show humility in his power and not your own. 
The oneness of mind at the end of verse 2 really speaks to your purpose. God has a specific calling on your life, who you are to be. And so often, I think we try to be perfect. We try to, we, we have this tension of who we're supposed to be and who we are. And who we are in Christ is He's with us and in our life, and He's continually working on us. Humility is a cornerstone of how we must think to be like Christ. How can you be more humble in your thinking of your life this week and all of this year to the glory in the power of Jesus Christ? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you so much for your scriptures, Lord. It is good to remember who we are in Christ. It is good to remember your love that never fails. It's good to remember that even though we fall short, Lord, that you're always there with us to guide us, to direct our steps, to lift us up, to correct us, Lord, to rebuke what is sin in our life but also to reveal your great love and mercy for us, Lord. Help us to have faith to apply what humility really looks like in life, Lord, how it looks like thinking of others as greater than ourselves and thinking about how we can care and love others more than we're always thinking about loving ourselves, Lord. Help us to be humble in our life, Lord. Help us to look out with eyes of faith and see every area in our life that you're calling us to be with you, Lord. Help us to walk with you, being united in Christ by our faith, Lord, to walk in the Spirit in all the areas of our life that you're calling us. I ask this in the precious name of our one and only Savior, Jesus Christ. May it all be for your glory. And all God's people said, amen. We look forward to seeing you on the next 10-minute discipleship. May the peace of God be with you always in Christ Jesus. Have a great week. Look forward to seeing you on the next.